0: we're going to invite three gentlemen from team challenge to share with us what the Lord has put on their hearts to share with us what God has done in their lives and I hope and I pray that we would have hearts and minds to hear what God is doing and to know that God wants to do amazing things in your life as well some of these guys have stories that we might think are extreme but the amazing thing is that God wants to do something amazing in each one of our lives. Sometimes he makes us go down to rock bottom to get our attention. And Other times he can get our attention before that. But the point isn't where we've been at. The point is what God is doing in our lives now. And I'm so excited to hear from these guys. I'm just going to pray for them right now and then we'll invite them to, to come and speak. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. For Larry and Danny and Jim, Lord, I pray that you would just anoint their words with your grace and that you would allow them to speak from you. Lord, anything that's just from them that would just go right over our heads, wouldn't stick, but that your word and your truth, what you have done in their lives, would last, would impact us greatly. Thank you, Lord. We pray all this in Christ's name.
1: Amen. Thank you for having us. I was really, really taken aback when I first came into the church and I went downstairs to set up and I saw my picture was posted up on the bulletin board there and I did not realize that this church actually sponsored me when I went through my program. It's amazing the trip that I've been on over the last two years. Two years ago, had you said to me, Larry, you're going to be standing here saying what you're going to be saying and doing what you're doing, Uh, I would have told you buy me another drink. And um, God is amazing. The three of us are here today to kind of share with you um, a little bit of our lives and what happened to us. Hopefully, uh, the messages that you will hear uh, are threefold. One is, is hope, two is restoration, and three is freedom. Hope being restored because of the freedom from our addictions uh, and the restoration with our families. So we'll get to that shortly. I have a video and then we have some PowerPoint slides that will kind of intermix and the gentleman will come up and speak. Could I uh, have that video shown right now? It can be very graphic in the sense that there is drug paraphernalia. If
2: you were to meet me 10 years ago, wow, you (laughs) would have seen one mess of a person, extreme crack addict and coke addict uh, lived. The nightlife, slept all day. My home had become a crack house, so there was people coming in all the time just to get high. And police were visiting on a regular basis at least once a month for the two years I lived in that house. In October, I just accomplished something that, uh, you know, I really wanted to do in life, and I had succeeded at that, so... I selfishly, you know, wanted to go and pick up some cocaine and my friend's whose home I was visiting. They begged me not to go, and, and in my mind, I was I was sober. I mean, I had drank and drove in much worse shape. I got on my Harley, and uh, 15 minutes later, I went into a little S bend, and I collided with a car, and it immediately removed most of my foot. Within a blink of an eye, my life was altered forever. A friend of mine had uh, just done a couple years stint in prison, and uh, he came over and we were having a party at my house, and he told me the biggest lie in the world when he says, hey, you know, when you do coke, you're just wasting it, man. It ain't real until you feel the steel. I tried it that day, and... My life was never the same since. When I was an addict, I was a functioning user, which meant that I could control everything in my life, even though I still needed the drugs. When I became a junkie, that's when I lost control. The need for the drug overcame everything else. So here I am at this very low point of my life where I just wanted the world to stop and let me get off. And I wheeled my car into this empty parking lot and was reflecting on all the, all the poor choices I've made in my life and, and how much damage I've caused to myself and to my family. And I knew right there I did not want to live anymore. And I prepped this syringe with a lethal dose of cocaine and rolled up my sleeve and tied off. And as I was squeezing this plunger full of cocaine into my arm, it it was like, it was, it's like, what is going on? It's like it's plugged and I'm squeezing so hard that the plunger arm is bending and I was frustrated and angry and I, Punching the roof of my car And I was screaming at the top of my lungs And later on when I checked that syringe It wasn't plugged at all And when I reflect back now And look at that moment I, I knew that God was not done with me yet That he had something Something more for me And he spared me that day My mother uh, had to come and find me. My mother knew that I was really struggling and she came to tell me about this Teen Challenge program and explained a bit about it. I didn't want anything to do with it, but uh, I knew I needed help. So she took me to her church where the Teen Challenge Choir was performing and uh, that was my first real introduction to Teen Challenge. My mother had said, you know, wait here, I got to go do something. And two choir members came out named Marty and John, and they shared their stories with me that day. And it was awesome to hear that these guys, their their old lives mirrored my life, uh, what I was going through at that time. And I put myself on the waiting list that day to get into the Teen Challenge program. Transformation did not come overnight. You know, I I was wrestling with myself, with the staff. I was dealing with issues of pride and guilt and shame. And my year at Teen Challenge was was a gradual thing in, in realizing you know, the freedom in forgiveness to, to forgive others and accept forgiveness, but the hardest for me was to forgive myself for the things that I've done. And That year at Teen Challenge, I I discovered that I didn't need to be Macho Steve, that I could just be me without any drugs or alcohol. Since uh, completing the Teen Challenge program, I'm an ambassador for Teen Challenge. I'm currently at at Bible College. I've met the love of my life uh, while I was there, and... uh been married a little over a year now and we're expecting our first child soon i've got that joy in here that uh, i couldn't find through the poke of a needle or at the end of a crack pipe or at the bottom of a bottle you know i have showed people the scars on my arms from the thousands of times i've stuck needles in them and the collapsed veins and you know i just thank god for for a ministry like teen challenge uh, that uh, he used to give me my life back
1: Steve Pendergrast. And Steve is now actually an employee of Teen Challenge. They had a beautiful little baby boy and are living in the dream now of happily ever after. Steve has done so well that we are expanding now. So we needed to open a facility in the Ottawa area. And Steve has been asked to move to Ottawa and to set up the program in Ottawa at this point. So he'll be leaving sometime in the next couple of weeks. But you can see the change from this particular individual's life to where he is now and how he has committed that life, his life to God now. So the first gentleman I'm going to have come up and speak today will be Danny and Jim. As I I want to get back to the locations that we're opening up, we're opening up a men's centre in Ottawa. We have three locations in Ontario uh, right now. We have the London Centre, we have a centre in Sault Ste. Marie, and then we have the Women's Centre up in Aurora, uh, which is in the markham stoweville area. We have a centre in Memram Cook, which is just outside of Moncton, New Brunswick, and that facility actually does the whole Atlantic area. So you'd have New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and then Prince Edward Island. As we kind of uh, go west, we've got a facility just outside of Calgary, and we have one in Saskatchewan near Saskatoon. And by the grace of God, the need is there. So there's a facility that's being built in Saskatchewan for a woman's center that should be completed within the next three to six months. And one of the gentlemen here that will be speaking to you, his wife is actually working for Teen Challenge. She went through the program at the woman's center, actually worked at the woman's center for a number of years, and now is working on a new facility that we're going to open in Newfoundland hopefully within the next three to six months. One of the gentlemen here, Jim, is married to Tracy, and it's a complete turnaround. When I talk about restoration, it's restoration to its fullest. This is the facility where we're from in London. It's a couple-hour drive from here. We can house up to 50 men at any one time. At this facility we're on about 43 acres i mean some of it is leased out to some farmers so uh, we've got kind of corn fields uh, all around us but it's very scenic it's very calming very relaxing it's an, a really great place for when you're going through troubled waters and you need time to just meditate and be with yourself or maybe bring your bible read your bible and be with god there's areas that where you can go to on the facility And that just is part of the Women's Center. So these are the ladies. We can handle, I guess, about 25 uh, ladies out at the Women's Center in Aurora. This church sponsors us. I mean, the support that you give us through that sponsorship is so important. I'll speak about it a little bit later. But as I said, I was really taken aback when I saw my picture down there. I mean, I thought, who would want to sponsor an old man like me? This is Danny's uh, church from a sponsorship point of view, and Danny's going to come up and tell you about his story. Good morning.
3: morning. Like Larry said, you know, uh, this program works, it changes lives, changed my life like you wouldn't believe. I'm going to open up in a word of prayer. To God, our first love, and the only one who loves us completely and wholly, thank you for showing us what unconditional love is for giving us life, for teaching us how to love one another better every day. Our greatest desire is that we will bring you glory and honor with our lives. We commit our lives into your hands. We are so excited to see the bigger and better plans that you have in store for us. Thank you for this congregation and whoever needs to hear this message. Let it touch their hearts. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So, first I'm going to start off with thanking you, For the constant support, thank you for your support and encouragements and prayers you have provided me during my time as as a student in the Teen Challenge program throughout this year. Even though I am graduating, your constant support and partnership with Teen Challenge is much needed. And because of people like yourselves, addicts like myself, embark on this miraculous journey to break the chains of addiction and to become a disciple of the Lord. I'm looking forward to the new phase of my life. However, I promise you that the Teen Challenge graduation will not be the last accomplishment that I do in my life. Rather, I will push myself to burn sinful bridges and to set trails of inspiration for myself and others that have yet not had the courage to embrace the outstretched hand of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, just so I'm going to start with my, uh, with my testimony here. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast more gladly about my weakness, so the power of Christ may rest upon me. 2 Corinthians 12.9 Weaknesses, we all have them, but rarely do you hear somebody boasting about them. In fact, most of us hide them, try to treat them as negative things. The resume I used to present to the world was filled with all my accomplishments and everything I was good at. But now I see that the Lord sees me with all my failures and weaknesses and says, Daniel, I can use that. My name is Daniel, and I'm in the 12th month of the Teen Challenge program. I started the process of experimenting with legal drugs and alcohol at the age of 10, which led to cocaine and crystal meth use later on. At the age of 15, I met the love of my life, and by age 26, we were married and had two beautiful children. During my marriage, I worked as a real estate mortgage broker, but I especially worked the streets, selling a wide range of narcotics and other illicit material. During the day, I was a real estate mortgage broker and by night, I was a full-time drug dealer. My criminal activity and constant drug use enabled a life under constant police surveillance, which ultimately destroyed my relationship. To know when to, sorry. To know when to hang on and to work on it. Sorry. Life has shown me that it pays to recognize the signs of a healthy and unhealthy relationship to know when to hang on, and to work on it, and when to move on, to understand when conflict is healthy and when it is destructive. Feeling hopeless, I lost my career, wife, and children. Unable to see that my children for the past six years had become a devastation that I had no desire for, and finding myself in prison, in and out, for the past ten years wasn't either. But it was in prison that God spoke to me, and I realized that the Bible is God's book and God's voice. I first heard about the Teen Challenge program through my father, who had discovered them through his church. I believe in healing, I look forward to the great things from God. Even though he is silent, even though this is a tough road, I know that he is with me now. What I was not prepared for were the many times I would hear, maybe you're not able to beat your addiction, Daniel, because there's so much sin in your life, or you just don't have enough faith, Daniel. I was completely sidetracked and distracted more than ever. What am I doing wrong? Does God even love me anymore? I thought he did. When I arrived at Teen Challenge, I was consumed with feelings of guilt and shame. I couldn't see how anyone could ever love and trust me again because of the things I've done in the life of crime that consumed my past. When I finally reached a point of desperation, thinking there was no hope for me, I cried out, God, if you're real, please help me through these difficult times. Change my bitter heart. I can't live in this constant turmoil consumed with shame and guilt. Teen Challenge became a vessel that God used as a discipleship program to show me that he does think I am worth it. Deciding that God is the only one who can help me. When I arrived to a destination of no return, feeling like there was nothing, I relied on him to give me everything I need. I came back to the same Teen Challenge program once again to complete what God initially wanted me to do with my life. I truly believe that with God all things are possible. Now the Lord is my strength and my power. Because I have stopped running, I'm sure that God wants me to accomplish something significant for him. I did not have an overnight operation, but God did give me a heart transplant. He's planted a seed of love in my heart, and I water and nourish it on a daily basis. He's transformed me from the inside out. And now I'm filled with his love and and his joy. And now he's using my weaknesses and failures on a platform to showcase his overcoming power in my life now. I know that God does not give me more than I can endure, though he cuts it pretty close sometimes. God will show me the next step when I need it. God does not reveal everything about his will for me, but he does reveal everything I need to know to live for him now. I understand that trouble and perplexity drives me to prayer and prayer drives away the trouble and confusion in my life now. And as I read the word every day, I get better at discerning the lies of the evil one. Therefore, I will trust in him wherever I am. I believe in love even when I do not feel it. I believe in God even when he is silent. I may have lost sight of his glory over and over again, but that did not mean that the glory of God was not in my life. The past exists in memory, consequences, and effects. I am not the past. I am not the man that I was. I now have an invitation in the kingdom of God to take up residence in a tearless, painless, graveless world. But most of all, I want to thank the Lord and everybody who made this possible to change my life. Giving him less than my best cheapens God's best gift to me, eternal life through the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, and God bless you all.
1: He walked in, I didn't think he was gonna make it, I'll tell you, (laughs) here he is one week away from graduating, Friday. Part of the program uh, is is, um, each day uh, like Monday to Friday, we, we there's a morning and an afternoon session. Um, usually, we have a morning session, which is called personal, academic, Christian education. A lot of the guys walk in here, or a lot of lazy walk in here. They haven't even opened a Bible in their whole lives. They haven't got any idea of what is in that in that book and what. The word means so we provide that to them and at least the one thing that you know is when you leave this program you at least have a Bible and we've shown you what's in that in that book Uh, so they spend about three and a half hours a day in this program and now we have a work therapy program also in place so that's the second half of the day Uh, so it's keeping hands not idle anymore so uh, gentlemen be working in the kitchen they may be assigned to ground maintenance Laundry room, or uh, just general maintenance, janitorial duties, and and whatnot. I spent my first six months in the basement doing men's laundry, and I've probably seen about twenty thousand pairs of socks and uh, underwear, and I will never, never want to see that again. Um, <laughs> we talked about restoration, and I mean. Uh, it's one of the most incredible things that happens uh, at Teen Challenge. You see it starting to happen within that first month, two months, three months. There's a family day, the very first Saturday of each month. And you see the families starting to come. You see that the hope has been restored that, you know, that the children are going to get their fathers back uh, or mothers back, uh, husbands, wives. So families that, again, were once broken are starting to be healed and restored. I'm going to have Jim come up and speak to you. As I mentioned before, he's married to uh, Tracy. And my gosh, when we hear this story, I mean, that is total restoration. And that's with the grace and the power of God. Good morning. Hello,
4: my name is James, and I was born in St. John's, Newfoundland, and I am 50 years old. Growing up, I was the oldest of three siblings, and I was raised in an alcoholic home. Being from Newfoundland, alcohol is, unfortunately, a strong part of the culture. At 14 years of age, I began drinking with my friends on Friday and Saturday nights. I liked the effects of alcohol because it numbed the pain of my childhood. You see, I was molested by one of my teachers at a Christian school I attended, and I was afraid to tell anyone because Christian brothers were supposed to be the best teachers. Because my family was not financially well off while growing up, I lied, I cheated, I stole. I bullied people to get enough money to supplement my drinking. At the age of 19, I got my first taste of prison. That is where I learned to fight and take care of myself. Because of the people I associated with, people feared me. I was fighting all the time. It was here that I got introduced to prescription drugs. Wow, I found another way to feel good besides alcohol. It was not long after that, I became a full-blown drug addict. I was like this all throughout the 90s. When I was 34 years old, I met and married my wife, Tracy. At first, I thought our marriage was perfect. Boy, was I wrong. Our marriage was chaos. I I unfortunately made a huge mistake, and I introduced Tracy to intravenous drug use. We used together all the time, and when there was no drugs around, we fought constantly. I was also a stepfather to Tracy's son, Tyler. I was jealous over him. I thought he was getting more attention from Tracy than I was getting. I was just a mess. Life went on like this for about nine years. Finally, Tracy had enough. And in 2010, she decided to go to Teen Challenge in Aurora. Honestly, I hate a Team Challenge. I hated God for letting Teen Challenge take Tracy away. It was not until Tracy had completed the program and I witnessed the transformation in her that I realized that this was what I wanted for myself. I wanted what she had, and I was determined to get it. So I attempted the Latin Teen Challenge Center in New Brunswick twice. Unfortunately, I only lasted seven hours the first time Two days the second time around. I was missing something, and I really didn't know what it was. In 2012, I attended a rehab in Karen, Ontario. This was a six-month program, and I actually completed it. Unfortunately, I did it for all the wrong reasons. I did not do it for myself or God, but rather I did it for Tracy and everybody else. I told the counsellors everything they wanted to hear and I wanted to show people how good Jim was after being clean for six months. Still, I did not know what I was missing. My last relapse was the lowest point of my life. I left Tracy in Aurora, where she was now a full-time employee for Teen Challenge, and I headed to Newfoundland. This is where I made a poor decision. I stepped outside of my marriage commitment, and I moved in with another woman. This woman was also a drug addict, and the drugs consumed the both of us. I was bouncing in and out of jail, and I was using more and more every day. I felt stuck in this relationship. I did not know how to get out. I felt hopeless. I just wanted to die. One day I looked up to the sky, and I said these exact words out loud. God, if you can hear me, I surrender. You win. I know behind the shadow of a shadow of doubt that God heard me that day. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is Psalms 40, 1, 2. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me up on the slimy pit of mud, myrrh, and placed my feet on a rock, and he gave me a firm place to stand. By this point, Tracy was back in Newfoundland working for Teen Challenge, getting ready to open the Hope for Women Teen Challenge at St. John's. I called Tracy and asked her for help. She picked me up and I asked her if she could get me into the Teen Challenge in London. I told her that I was ready now. I had enough. I know God was with us that day because all these doors began to open for me. I began the intake process, and I got all the paperwork done. I had my interview, and then finally an intake date. Three weeks later, I was knocking at Teen Challenge's door. Since arriving at Teen Challenge, my life is changing. God is transforming my life. Alcohol and drugs were the easiest part. Shame, fear, guilt, anger, jealousy, pride is what I'm dealing with now. God is good, isn't he? I thought he had given up on me. I was wrong. I had so much hope for myself and Tracy's future. I would also like to say to Tyler that I'm sorry for the way I was and the way I treated him. I love him so much, and Tracy, I also want to say that I'm sorry for all the heartache I caused you. I want to be the best husband and father that I could be. I would also like to say thank you for not giving up on me. I would like to thank Teen Challenge for giving me the tools to work on my problems. This ministry saved my life, and I would recommend Teen Challenge to anyone in addiction. I would like to leave you with this scripture, Jeremiah 29:11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. Thank you.
1: If you look at that picture, the top right, that's Tracy, his wife, and that's his son. So let's talk about restoration. Who would have thought five months ago that this would be a picture that would be up on this board? And Danny, by the way, is um, considering and is probably going to be doing an internship, which is an additional six months in the program. At a different level, he'd be doing uh, uh, different things, but he's going to be staying on for an additional six months as I did. I stayed an additional six months. Have we all heard about our Donate a Car uh, program? Everybody familiar with that? If you've got an old junker that's kind of sitting in the driveway and the neighbor's kind of looking at you every day going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, we'll come and pick it up for you. We'll give you a receipt, a tax receipt for up to $400. If you have that BMW or the Mercedes, the late model, give me a call. My card's out there. I'll come and pick up that car for you. So, uh, again, we talk about the sponsorship program. It is so incredible to know that there are people who who are praying for us out there. And it's those prayers that get us through. We don't know that you're praying, but it's those prayers. The letters and cards of encouragement are so, so important to the gals and and, and the guys. I've seen scenarios where it's a tough program, and uh, sometimes you hit a wall. It might be the six-month mark. It might be the eight-month, ninth-month mark, and you're ready to pack it in, you know, get my suitcase ready. Uh, I can't do this anymore. And you'll get a card that will come from a sponsor who's saying, you know, keep up the good work. Run that race. Finish strong. We're behind you. And please enjoy the Timmy's card, right? <laughs> but it's cards of encouragement, and that's what that sponsorship program does for us. Of course, the money is important. I mean, it it, it really does help get us through. Uh, as everybody's aware here, we don't get any provincial government or federal government funding, so it's based on on the congregation and the and the church partnerships that uh, that are uh, made with Teen Challenge. So this is me when I came through the program. A few months back, actually it was probably about eight or nine months ago, our our development officer asked me to take a group of men out uh, on um, an outreach like this, and the pastor had um, requested that, uh, I guess the team lead do uh, maybe a short message on hope. And so um, I sat down on a Saturday and I put together a few things, and so I'd like to share that message of hope because um, it really is in relationship to Teen Challenge uh, and to um, what God does for us. So what does it mean to have hope? I believe that hope is a feeling of trust. It's a sense of security and a reason to keep going on. I believe it's a passionate desire of our heart. It's a feeling of expectation and longing for a certain thing to happen. Do we use this word hope so often in our everyday language? I think we do. I hope the kids clean up. I hope it doesn't snow. And oh, I hope the Toronto Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup. But kids will be kids, and it will snow somewhere in Canada. We're assured of that in the winter. And with the Leafs, well, who knows? There is always hope. Do we use the word hope so that we've really lost the reality and the meaning? As a Christian, what does it mean to have hope? Psalm 71 verses 5 and 14 say, For you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. And as for me, I will always have hope, and I will praise you more and more. Psalm 71 also goes on to say that God will never grow tired or weary of us, and he will give us strength and power and the knowledge that we can accomplish more with him than anything without him. For he is our hope. He is the only one who can answer our prayers and the desperate pleas of our heart. We cannot use the word hope without connecting it to our Father, for whilst we have breath, we have Jesus. A Christian hope is grounded in the word of God, and we know that God never lies. It is a hope that is like faith, a faith that cannot be moved by circumstances or by what our eyes see, because an unseen God is always seen in his faithfulness to us. So if you're a believer, you can rest assured that God's love is unfailing and that he will deliver us in the days of our calamities. He has rescued the born-again believers from certain judgments, and he has promised us an eternal home with him. Instead of using ink, God has signed our redemption with his own precious blood of Jesus. That blood seals you and I permanently. When our hope is in the Lord, not on ourselves, be assured that it is a rock-solid hope. So two years ago, I was an angry, bitter, and hateful man. I lost everything, and I had no hope. I was an alcoholic who, over many years, fell deeper and deeper into my alcoholism. I'd lost my wife, my relationship with my children, my home, everything that was dear to me. But most costly of all, I had lost my relationship and my walk with Jesus Christ. I continued to walk down that road of destruction that I had created for myself for many, many more years until one day I realized here I was, a 66-year-old man who was a drunk, who was broken, homeless, and all alone. But it was by God's grace and also the love and persistence of my children who never gave up on me that got me to enter the program at Teen Challenge. So I entered in February of 2016, but I was still an angry, bitter, and hopeless man. One night, after two or three months, I was alone in my dorm and I was reading. And all of a sudden, an ever so quiet voice came over me. And it's not a voice that you can hear with your ears, it's kind of that still voice that you hear in your heart. It says, Larry, I have you here for a reason that you do not yet understand, but all I ask you to do is trust me. I promise to reveal to you my purpose and my plans for you, and I promise I will renew your hope for the future. I knew that was God that spoke to me that night. I made a decision, a decision to change my attitude, my outlook, and most importantly, to put my trust in God. I began to embrace him and I grew in his word each day and I started to feel love and peace again. Oh, he opened my eyes and my heart and I began to feel hope. It was only with God's help and the strength that he gave me to get through those times when I was very weak and I was very weary, I was able to persevere and I graduated Teen Challenge one year later. Looking back, it was the hardest year of my life. But I can truthfully say today that it was a year I would never trade for anything. God restored my life. He restored my family to me. And he's given me the knowledge and the truth that with God, there is always hope. And with God, nothing is impossible. There's a scripture verse I'd like to share as I kind of close out. That meant an awful lot to me. And I kind of personalized it uh, for myself. It's Psalm 138.8. And it says, the Lord will work out his plans for my life. His faithful love for me endures forever. Oh, my dearest Lord, I know that you would never abandon me no matter what. For how could you? You made me. You are my creator. And you are my true father. Thank you for listening to that little bit. And when I talk about restoration, that's me up there, my graduation and restoration with my children and my family. Unfortunately, I have six children, so (laughs) they're not all there. Only half were able to make it that uh, that particular day. Uh, We do have special events that do come up. We do have a gala that's coming up uh, on March 22nd and 23rd. Uh, Again, if possible, I believe the seats are, but I think they're $50 uh, per person. But again, it's in support of Teen Challenge. So if you can make it, give us a call. Again, hope, freedom, and changed lives. That's what Teen Challenge is all about. You know, freedom from addiction, restoring hope, hope in yourself, and uh, hope in your faith. Uh, And uh, lives are changed, as you can see from the three of us who are here. Once again, thank you, church, for being so supportive of Teen Challenge. We really, really do appreciate that support and that love for what our ministry does. As I said, I walked into this program two years ago. I had a suitcase to my name with some clothes, and that's all I had. Two years later, I now have a full-time job. I work for them in our, uh, at our national call center. I have my own car back again, and I have a wonderful place to live. So God is good, and God has restored my life, and my children are back in my life. So that's the important thing. So, Pastor, thank you so, so much. I'll hand this back over to you. Thank you.
0: I want you to think about your story. What is it that God has done in your life, is continuing to do in your life? These gentlemen's story is not over. God is still working in their life in powerful ways. And wants to work in your life as well. Each and every one of us has a story of what God has done in our lives and I want to encourage you to think about that, to thank God for the story that he has done in your life. Just give him that next chapter as well, that whatever tomorrow looks like, whatever that future looks like, he's not done with you yet. Doesn't matter How old you are. He's not done with you yet. He can do amazing things still. Amen.